Alright, welcome to the Make America Garrett Again podcast, your cure for the mainstream media. This show is your safe space to talk about persuasion, politics, and the effect they have on your life and liberty. Welcome to the first episode of 2021, or as I have been calling it, 2020, the sequel. And I am so glad to have you here. We have a lot of new listeners that are still coming in with every episode, and I've posted up some show links and got some advertisement going in a couple of different places. And I just want to take this opportunity to welcome any new listeners that we have here and just to tell you that this is a show where we talk about politics, but it's not just your typical partisan swing that we put on things. Instead, we talk about politics and we talk about it in light of psychology and persuasion and how a lot of the things that are happening in the world of politics are affected by psychology and sociology and those kind of things. We talk about persuasion and the best way to persuade people into doing things or believing things and how politicians and the media will try to persuade you and get you to move and think in ways that they want you to move and think. And in everything that we do when it comes to uh, especially policy and economics and those kind of things, We view all of those things in light of our show's three guiding principles, which are peace, property rights, and free markets. So what that does basically is that just helps us stay grounded in the things that are going on. And it's really easy to get emotional. It's really easy for our judgment to be clouded by all of the different circumstances and all of the different context around what's going on. But we can be the most consistent and we can be the most realistic and we can be the most grounded if we remember what our principles are and look at things in light of those principles and not get swayed away by emotion or by the media's talking points or you know however they're trying to move us we can stay grounded in those principles. And those are the reason why we keep coming back to those and why those are so important to us. And I want to make sure that you know going into this episode that those are things that we look at as we talk about these very emotional very controversial ideas and events that are happening around us. And the other thing about this show is we've been going for about a year and a half now, but it has been on a pretty irregular schedule. And sometimes we wait three or four weeks between episodes, and that's mainly just kind of my fault. That's something that I am uh, hoping to do better in 2020, to keep you fed with more content and to keep more things coming out. But I've just got some things going on in my personal life, some things I'm trying to get worked out so that I can consistently have Uh, the energy and the time and the ability to sit down and share my thoughts with you and just to answer a lot of your questions. We love listener questions. Please write in to me. I always give you my contact information at the end of every episode so that you can be a part of this show and so we can make this show better by talking about what you, the listener, wants to talk about and covering a lot of those topics and just trying to be as well-rounded and well-grounded as we can be in all of these issues. So let's get to the topic that everyone is talking about this week. We had a recent event where there were some very large groups of people, and those people believe that they have been politically and systematically screwed over, for lack of a better term. And those people, they took to the streets, and they had signs, they had chants, they were yelling, they got into altercations with the police. There was pushing and shoving and punching, and there was pepper spray being sprayed both ways. They smashed some windows. Many of those people threatened the lives of anyone who would stand in their way. And depending on who you ask, they were heroes and patriots, lovers of freedom and justice. 
And those people deserve our admiration and our support. Or they were thugs and traitors. They were bullies. And at best, they should be locked up. And at worst, they should be put down like dogs. And I feel like I've pretty accurately summed up both the George Floyd protest slash riots of May and June in 2020 and the Capitol building protest slash riots that happened this week in January 2021. But depending on who you ask, one of these groups were the good guys and the other group was the bad guys. And almost everybody that you talk to, especially on your Facebook feed right now, is going to think that one was good and the other was bad. There is no in-between. They can't both be good. They can't both be bad. No. One of those events was a protest, and the other event was a riot. Now, on this show, we reference back to a lot of previous episodes of this podcast. And there's plenty of information, plenty of concepts that are really helpful to keep in mind as we move forward. So if you're new here, don't hesitate to go back. Even if some of the events that we are talking to have already passed, I promise you that there are lessons and there are things that we can take from that that will help us understand things as we move forward and as we watch new events unfold in front of us. And today I want to remind you of what is still probably my favorite episode that I've done so far. And that's the mob mentality episode. And we talked about crowd dynamics and how the crowd changes you and how being part of a group can truly change the way that you act and the way that you feel and the way that you think. And we went through a book called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Really, really great book. And I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode because it was a really, really good episode, especially when we, when we get into any kind of us versus them situation or the kind of thing that we're going through. And in that episode, though, one of the things that we talked about was that we will tend to kind of ignore the faults and the shortcomings of our leaders and the people on our side because that makes them easier for us to look up to. That makes us not feel so bad or not feel foolish for viewing those people as leaders and role models. But instead, of, of course, we would look up to them because they are absolutely great in every possible way. And then we also, at the same time, we exaggerate the faults and the shortcomings of our enemies because that makes it a lot easier for us to hate them and to feel better about ourselves because we're right and they're wrong. We're good and they're bad. We also learned in that episode that our perception of aggression changes in different circumstances to help us feel better about when we choose to show aggression. And the example I used in that episode was that, that your own personal definition of aggression will be different in a game of pickup football that you play with your guy friends than it would be if you are going out to a nice dinner with your in-laws. It might be a little bit more appropriate to talk trash in one setting than the other, right? call somebody names to make fun of them. You're probably not going to chest bump your mother-in-law when you celebrate her promotion at work or something like that, right? No, we look at what situation we're in and we decide what constitutes aggression in that situation. And that's why 
sometimes we run into these situations where one person may get very upset or very aggressive over something and somebody else in the room is looking at them going, wow, what brought that on? Because those two people were feeling two different things. They were seeing the situation in two different ways and had different definitions of what aggression is and what kind of actions warrant aggression. Right? We see this with certain ethnic slurs or racial slurs where we know that there are, are words and phrases that are not to be used toward certain types of people. And at the same time, as a lot of white people, we don't fully understand what or why that works. But fortunately, a lot of times we've at least become aware of this enough to understand some of these things can be very offensive. I know the Twisted T video is making its rounds through the internet this past week or two. And if you have seen that video and seen how the one guy in that gas station was acting, everyone was cheering on the other man who took the can of Twisted Tea and smashed it over the other guy's head. We cheered on that act of aggression because we felt that it was appropriate for the moment and the circumstances and the words that the other guy had used leading up to that event. However, if you're at work tomorrow and your boss stops by to make sure that you fix the cover sheets on the TPS reports and you smash a twisted T over his head, that aggression is going to register a little bit differently, isn't it? That's not going to go over as well because those circumstances are different. And as much as you would like to do that to your boss sometimes, most of us understand that that level of aggression isn't appropriate in that circumstance. So when we bring this back to these protests slash riots, when conservatives see aggression being carried out in the streets and businesses where they build their homes and where entrepreneurs are made and where money is spent and money is earned, the conservatives are appalled because they would never consider doing such a thing in that context. And then at the same time, when progressives see the same thing happen in our nation's temple, uh, I'm sorry, our nation's capital, the home of their beloved democracy, well, they're just as appalled as the conservatives were. And so you have two very different worldviews looking at what they believe are two very different contexts. And they come to two very different conclusions about who is right and who is wrong. And what's appropriate and what's not. And how you're supposed to act in the city streets versus how you're supposed to act in the building where our representatives and senators of this great nation meet. So there's been a lot of talk this week about who was right and who was wrong. And people pointing fingers at the other side, explaining why they think that the other group is a bunch of savages and why their group was okay to do it because they're the heroes. But what you've got to understand at the core of this is that these were very similar events that happened for very different reasons and that both sides were acting this way because they felt like they had a lot at stake. You've got one group concerned that African Americans are being gunned down in the streets and that no one seems to care. That police are seemingly allowed to do whatever they want to whoever they want. And that that often gets focused on people in certain neighborhoods and people of certain races 
and that nobody seems to care and that nobody seems to want to do anything about it. And whenever these things happen, no one seems to be held accountable. And they want their political leaders to step up and do something to change it. Do something to fix this. Do something to punish those who did wrong and those who enabled them to do wrong. And on the other side, you've got people who are looking at an election that they cared deeply about, trying to reelect a president that they cared deeply about and that they supported wholeheartedly. And they see dozens or possibly hundreds of reports of possible vote tampering and election fraud and ballot fraud from mail-in ballots and more votes being cast in some places than there were registered voters and suitcases being brought out with extra ballots and all of these really, really crazy things that would be absolutely unsettling and absolutely unacceptable if they're true and they want someone to pay for stealing their election for defiling some of the values and the processes that are set in the constitution of this country that they love so much. And they're demanding that their politicians, that their leaders, that their government do something about it. And that they hold the thieves accountable. And that they kicked the corrupt politicians out. And that they're given an election that they believe is free and fair. Now, you are absolutely free to agree or disagree with both of those sides. That there's probably plenty of things that both of them get right, and there are several things that both of them get wrong. You heard me tell you in an episode a lot of the reasons why I believe that a lot of these claims of voter fraud just don't quite hold up. But when you look at the things that are happening. It was just announced today that YouTube is now going to take down any videos that talk about voter fraud. You're no longer allowed to even consider the idea that this election may not have been legitimate. And so even if it was a legitimate election, now suddenly they're giving off the appearance that maybe it wasn't. And they just make themselves look more guilty of covering something up, even if maybe there wasn't anything to cover up in the first place. And you've got people on the left crying out for these tech companies to shut down the voices of people who are challenging the narrative and challenging the system. Donald Trump was banned from Facebook today, I believe permanently. He had a 12-hour ban on Twitter. And then you've got people on the right who are demanding that government stop big tech from censoring speech and shutting down certain voices while lifting up others. And you got to understand that both of these groups are so invested in this. Both of these groups are so passionate about what they're doing and what they're fighting for and who they're fighting against because the stakes have never been higher. All of this is happening. All of these protests or riots or whatever you want to call them are happening because the stakes have never been higher. And the stakes have never been higher because government has never been bigger or more powerful. The federal government manipulates how much money a dollar is worth. The government controls licensing of whether you're allowed to do certain tasks or not. Like doing manicures or pedicures or cutting hair or braiding hair or selling alcohol in your restaurant. 
They decide where you're allowed to sell insurance. They decide what substances you're allowed to buy to treat illnesses. We reached a point in 2020 where they decided which businesses are essential and which ones are not essential. Maybe Amazon can deliver your groceries, but that little cafe on the corner isn't allowed to open up. That you can buy a weight bench from Walmart, but you're not allowed to go to your local gym. And government has become so deeply involved with every aspect of our lives. And so many aspects of our physical health and the food we're allowed to eat and the medicine we're allowed to take and the substances we're allowed to use. And now possibly even stepping into our areas of mental health because of the activities that we're no longer allowed to do or the places that we're no longer allowed to go. And if you value any of those things, you value your health, you value your sanity, you value your personal values, and government has control of all those things, well, then it becomes pretty important that you control government to make sure that they make everyone do what you want to do, to make sure that they allow you to do what you want to do. And so the stakes have been raised because we keep elevating the power of government. We keep giving the executive branch more and more and more power so it becomes more and more important that we get the guy from our party to be president so that he can make everybody else do what we want them to do. And until we get away from this idea, until we start demanding to have some of our choices back, that we can choose what we believe is safe and unsafe, what we believe is essential and non-essential, and that we can interact with other people who may agree with us about the kind of things that are safe and unsafe and essential and non-essential, then we're going to continue to be caught in this trap. And the stakes will continue to get higher. And the conflicts will continue to get more and more bloody. Because both sides believe that they are literally fighting for their lives at this point. And until we can untangle ourselves from that, we're going to continue seeing these kind of things on the news. And depending on which side it's coming from, it may be a protest or it may be a riot. But we have to learn to step away from those things. I've never really shared any personal stories on here before, but I felt like this one was just kind of fitting. So... I had these friends that would come over to our house once every week or two for game night. And saying that out loud, that sounds like the most, I guess, white waspy thing I've ever said on air before. But they would come over and we would eat and drink and just enjoy each other's company while we played games. But this couple would come over and inevitably, sooner or later, some topic would come up. Sometimes it was religion. A lot of times it was politics. And they would begin to argue And the arguing would kind of ramp up a little bit more and it would go from, you know, just being a disagreement or just being a debate to something that was getting kind of nasty. And inevitably, one of us would kind of try to cut in and try to change the subject and pull it back over to something else. And we would feel like hopefully, you know, we successfully changed it to the latest football game or the weather or whatever else is going on. And then one of them would try to get one more word in. And then the fight would start up again. 
And the more we learned about these people, the more we learned that they were married, but they were incredibly, incredibly different people. That one of them was a devout Christian and wanted to raise their children as Christians and and follow those Christian values and, and truly believed that. And the other one didn't have those values and kind of despised what a lot of Christianity was about. And I'm not here to tell you one way or the other what you should believe or what kind of values you should have, but if you were trying to raise a family with somebody, those kind of things may be important for you to agree on. Um, Their politics were quite different. The things that they valued were so, so different. They couldn't even seem to carry on a conversation without it turning into a fight because they were so, so different. And they looked at the world so, so differently. And the things that they thought were important were so, so different from one another. And a lot of times after they would leave, sometimes we would look at each other and we would say, how did they get together? Why are they married to each other? Why do they continue to do this if they obviously make each other so unhappy? And, you know, I don't know what it was like when they go home, and I don't want to make any assumptions about them personally, but if you can imagine two people like that who can't get along with anything, and yet they both long to control their household, and they continue to push for more control of the other person, but the other person doesn't want to be controlled. In fact, they want to control the other person. And maybe they begin to fight more and more. Maybe those fights become more intense. And maybe those harsh words turn to yelling and screaming. And that screaming escalates maybe to someone possibly pushing or shoving or throwing things at each other. And then you remember that if there are kids involved, you know, maybe these things are happening in front of the children. And at some point, most of us would suggest that they either seek some kind of radical help which would honestly take a lot of mercy and compassion for either of them to to give in enough to sit down with a counselor. Or you would suggest that maybe it's best for them just not to be married anymore. Maybe it's best that they don't have to share the same house. Maybe it's best that they don't have the opportunity to control one another. Maybe it's best that they don't drag their kids through all that mess. Maybe it would be best if they both simply went their separate ways found a way to split up their things and each go live the lives that they want. And so when we come back to these two groups of protesters slash rioters, we look at Republicans versus Democrats, at conservatives versus progressives, the right versus the left. What I would like to suggest is that maybe we don't all have to share the same house. Maybe we don't need to share the same bank account. Maybe we don't need to have the same last name as Americans. Instead, maybe we find a way to split up our things and go our separate ways and live the lives that we want to live so that we're free from being ruled over by someone else. And we're also free from trying to rule over other people. We're free from trying to force people who don't have the same values as us to try to live the way that we want them to live. What I'm saying is, I want a divorce. I want secession. I want to stop raising the stakes ever higher. And instead, I want to pack up my things and head out. And I think that that would be best for us as a nation. And I think it's time for us to bring up that word 
and to start talking about it as much as possible so that we can start working toward that instead of forcing others to live in a marriage that they don't want to be in. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I've got a couple more that I'm already working on, but if you have any topics, you have any questions that you want to talk about, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on twitter.com slash Garrett again, facebook.com slash Garrett again. You can email me, Garrett again at pm.me. And as always, Garrett just has one R in it. And if you like this episode, please let me know, take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram, share it on Facebook, tell other people about it because that is the best way for this show to grow is by word of mouth, by you telling other people that this is a show that you enjoy and this is a show that shares your values and then hopefully we're bringing other people in to love our values as well. And I can't wait to talk to you again and we will be back with another episode sooner than you think. So until then, stay kind, stay vigilant, stay free, get out of here.